Welcome to Tech Vets, the podcast. This evening, we're joined by Sarah Hilton, a forces partner, working mum of three, and a lady who's retrained through Tech Vets to secure a job in the cyber security sector. Welcome, Sarah. Let's start off by talking about your connection to the military. No problem at all. So uh, my husband, Andrew, was in the army for 13 years. He served with the Royal Corps Signals as um, a technical person of some description, I think. I don't really know a lot about what he did. Um, we've been married for 10 years and together for 13 years so far. So, so did you follow him round? Did you go static? What? How did you kind of play military life? Uh, so when we got together, he was on tour in Afghanistan. And then when he came back, he was still posted to Germany. Um, after he came back from Germany, we moved to Blanford. Um, so that was the first time we'd lived together. Um, from Bamford, we moved to Northern Ireland, where we got married and had our first child. And then we spent a wonderful three years in Lisbon. We moved to Corsham, where we had our second child. And then he left, so we moved back to the northwest, where we had our third child. So a very, uh, a very military child upbringing so far. <laughs> How did you find all of the moving around? Um, I loved it. I loved meeting new people. I loved seeing new places. Um, the time we spent in Northern Ireland was probably the best time we had ever. So, um, yeah, but I think it would have been difficult if he'd stayed in once the children got a bit bigger um, with schools and stuff. But it was, yeah, I loved it. And before you met him, um, what what was your career or what were your kind of career aspirations and were you able to keep pursuing that career while married to someone in the forces? Um, so not, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I'm still, I've only just found out that I wanted to do anything really. Um, so I wasn't really doing anything, which actually helped a lot when we were moving around because I could just pick up a job as and when. Um, but I didn't work for nine years while I was um, raising the children. So had a, a big a big career or working break which I only went back to work last year. And what helped you to return to the workplace? What kind of support networks did you tap into? Uh, so last year I went back to a job a similar job that I'd done before so I found it kind of easy to just slot back into and work around the children in school and stuff um, but I didn't really tap into any specific like support networks or anything I rely on grandparents to look after the children things but other than that just kind of went went for it last year so what job did you find yourself getting into uh, last year I went to work at uh, David Lloyd clubs and the uh, in their club room so doing coffees and all that which I'd done before at Starbucks and places like that so it was just something nice and familiar to get me back into the swing of things and how did you discover tech vets? Uh, so Andrew had been doing a lot of stuff with tech vets in the past and he'd kept saying like, oh, you should do cybersecurity, you should like do some qualifications and being the least technical person that I've ever known, bar one. Um, I was just like, no, 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 I can't. Like I'm not any good with computers. I'm not good at all. But when they opened up all of their resources to uh, spouses and you know, whoever 
was associated with the military. I just thought, do you know what? Just have a go, have a little try and see, like try one of the really basic ones, see where it goes. And I actually wasn't as terrible at it as I thought I might be, which was a nice surprise. And then it just kind of uh, went from there and it was brilliant. So is that when you found Tech Vets? Uh, yeah, when I first had, had anything to do with it was like, uh, in June last year. And what did you do when you first became a member? What did you start looking at? Did you know what side of cybersecurity you wanted to go into? No, not at all. I, uh, I just looked for, so I think there was a couple of pathways listed on the website last year. It's changed a lot now. Um, and there was one for a, like a SOC analyst training pathway. So I thought that would probably be the best most general overview to look at and I think the first course on the list was like an open university introduction to cyber security so I thought well, I can't really go wrong with a basic overview and um, it was like an eight-week course and I think I did it in about three days so yeah <laughs> I know it wasn't it was like it was meant to be like a bit one week and a bit the other week but I just I just powered through it and I really enjoyed it and I was surprised myself a lot with uh, what I took from it and how it actually uh, how it went in because I wasn't expecting it to uh, to go in at all I thought I'd just try it and then it'll be like no it's not for me but um, quite the opposite. What was the training platform like that you used to complete the course? Um, it was brilliant it was really easy to use it was on an, uh, oh, I've forgotten what website it was on now the first one um but it was, it was dead simple to use. It, it broke it all down really nice and into some tiny little chunks, which is great because you can just like pick and go through it at your own pace and um, just, yeah, work through it when you can. But obviously I just went all in and did it all in, uh, <laughs> all in a few days and then moved on to the next one and the next one and the next one. So how many courses have you done? Um, from that pathway I think I did about eight or nine and I did them in a couple of in a few weeks um and then my eldest daughter broke her arm and had to have surgery and then it was the summer holidays so I kind of had to put it all on hold which you know it wasn't a problem because it was all like at your own pace I was not like missing anything and then once they went back to school in September I was able to pick it up again just like in my own when I had free time, which isn't uh, that easy to come by, but I definitely uh, managed to get more done. And were you still working at this point while you were doing the training as well? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I was working part time. I was doing 18 hours a week, but I also have my own business, which I was running alongside that as well. Um, which, again, is something I can just pick up and do when I, whenever I have free time, which is uh, always good as well. <laughs> It doesn't sound like you get much free time between three children, cybersecurity training and 18 hours a week uh, plus family life. No, absolutely not. But uh, just got to make time for it, haven't you? So I did. It's, it's amazing that you've you've accomplished so much in such a short time frame. And what did um, what did completing the training lead to next? Uh, so I there's just an unbelievable amount of resources and an unbelievable amount of courses that you can do and that it can be quite overwhelming because you don't know 
kind of where to go and what to do but there's so many different pathways that you can go down and I just thought oh, I'll just try a little bit of that and I'll just try a little bit of that so I haven't finished like any of my learning because there's just so much more to learn and I can't wait because the job that I have I have got is going to be a whole new level of stuff that I haven't even looked at yet with all the tech vet stuff um, that's led me here so yeah it's just it's never ending. So what is the new job that you've got? Uh, so it is an entry-level cybersecurity analyst for uh, Chubb, the fire and safety. Oh, fantastic. And so when you were doing the courses, was that always your intent to get the qualifications, get the experience to land a, a job in the cyber sector? Yeah, definitely. Um, an entry-level role was obviously the, uh, the the dream job because, well, I don't have any like formal like qualifications where I've had to take like a paid exam or anything like the comp tier ones um and I was getting really really frustrated because all the entry-level roles that are advertised are nearly always oh we want a degree in cybersecurity and we want four years experience and well that's that's not an entry-level role because you're already asking for so much so it was getting quite quite frustrating and then I finally found like the dream job that actually asked for no qualifications and no experience and just a passion and a willing to learn and oh I nearly cried happy tears when I saw the job spec I really did because I didn't think I was ever gonna find it <laughs> but here we are we found it and it was on the tech vets job board as well which is amazing oh brilliant so when you did you did you have any support with putting your cv together for it did you ask the tech vets community their thoughts on applying for the role how, how did it go uh so i obviously asked my husband who's been like my cybersecurity mentor and he's always there to ask every single question that i have which is a lot of questions about a lot of things um obviously like looking on tech vets um and on the discord channels and stuff for information and tips and things is always really helpful as well how did the interview process go for the role it was so quick. Um, so I found it just by chance the the, um, the job on the Thursday night and I was like, oh, I'll just have a look on the Chubb website and see what kind of more qualifications. But there was no details about it on the Chubb website. So I emailed the guy whose name was on the TechFets job board and just said, like, I'm interested in this job. There's, I can't find any more details about it. Can you tell me anything about it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll arrange a call for tomorrow and I'll tell you more about it. And I was like, oh, OK, that's quick. Um, so we did that and he'd said that he hadn't, lifted, hadn't listed it because they wanted to fill it with someone from the military community through TechVets. So it hadn't been listed like anywhere else. I had a quick chat with him on the Friday and then a more formal interview was scheduled for the Monday. So I really didn't have a lot of time to prepare for that. Um, and I went to Blackburn on the Monday afternoon to have the in-person interview with them. And then I was offered the job on the Tuesday morning. That's it amazing. Well. <laughs> All yeah. just from a, a quick search on a Thursday night, just like, oh, I'll have one more look. And there we are. So what kind of questions did they ask you in the interview? Well, my husband had assured me that because it was an entry-level role, they probably wouldn't ask me that many technical questions and it'd be more behavioural questions like tell me about a time when you you know had to work as a team member so I was like right I'll prepare all those like I can do that and then I went to the interview and they didn't ask me any of those behavioral questions at all um they talked about the courses that I'd done and like 
what I do to like keep up to date with current events in the cybersecurity field. And then they handed over for their technical questions, which I was not prepared for in any way, shape or form. But they were nice and basic and I had covered nearly everything in my courses that they asked me. So I was able to answer them, if not proficiently, but I was competently answering them, which was good. But I was a bit like, oh, oh okay. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, but there we go. I think it was about six technical questions. When you walked out of the interview, how did you feel? I felt happy because I did, in my head, know that it had gone well. You just get a feeling. And the guy who'd interviewed me was ex-army. Um, so it's always nice to have, like, a connection. I knew I'd answered the quest- the technical questions okay. And I just rang Andrew straight away. And I was like, you said there wouldn't be any technical questions. But he was just like, I really didn't think there would be. But how did it go? And I was just like, no, I think it went well. And then, yeah, on the Tuesday morning, I got uh, an email offering me the position to it did seem to go quite well that's absolutely fantastic (laughs) and how how did your children react to the news because they must have seen you working all hours doing you know basically juggling training and working and them yeah so we told them that if if mommy had managed to get a new job doing the same thing as daddy then we might be able to go to butlins um so I said, oh, mummy's got a new job. And they were just like, yay, we can go to Butlin's. So I don't think they were, um, <laughs> they're still very young, they're only nine, seven and five. So they don't really, uh, they don't really see past, uh, you know, what's in it for them really, which is evidently going to Butlin's. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. For the role, is it a work from home? Are you in the office? How does it fit around your life? Uh, so it is one day in the office, which is in Blackburn, which is only about half an hour away from where I live, which is super handy. Um, and then four days at home. Um, the hours say like nine to five, but they're super flexible. Like I can go and do the school runs if I need to go to like special morning as- like assembly when the children get certificates. Like not a problem as long as I get my hours done, then they're happy for me to work around the children and Andrew to obviously work around the children as well. Would you recommend to other military spouses or forces families to look at these options if they're stuck in jobs that they just move and they pick up jobs? What would you how would you recommend this to other forces families? Like it's just brilliant because like I know I'm like tied to one day in the office at the moment in Blackburn, but nearly all other roles are fully remote so it doesn't matter where you are you can still carry on working you can work from home even if like for a bigger company they might have offices all over the country so you could like just pick up one day in the office close by it's just something that can just it's only going to get bigger and there's going to be more opportunities available for everybody um so yeah absolutely it just seems like it'll fit in so well around like family life and the job I had before, I was working most weekends, if one, if not to, like both days. So I was missing out on all the family time that we would have had together with Wondry wasn't working and the children. So and now I'll be off every weekend as well, which is marvellous because we'll get to do lots of things together and have some lovely time as a family at the weekends. So, What's the pay package or, or the difference between, say, working at at David Lloyd to starting as an entry level SOC analyst? Uh, so at David Lloyd, I was on technically higher than minimum wage, but 
it was like 10p so it was like nine pounds 60 an hour um which is obviously it's, it's not a bad wage at all but it's not the best so uh, my entry level role that i am going into is starting at twenty five thousand pounds um and then when i've done the first qualification that they want me to do which they will support me and obviously give me time to learn in my work time and pay for the exam at the end of it my pay will increase to thirty two and a half thousand pounds so, so it's actually a pretty good choice to invest yeah, in training. It's a big yeah, absolutely. And especially there's so much free training through tech vets and like, it's just, yeah, it's going to make such a big difference to our lives having this extra income. Did you have any kind of technical background before? Did you do <laughs> IT at school? Um... <laughs> like literally the worst person to use a computer, um, bar one, like I said, um, but yeah, absolutely no previous technical ability. I hated IT at school because all I remember from IT at school was learning to type, like with which fingers go on which letters. I'm still terrible at typing. I still type with two fingers, but you know, it's got me, <laughs> I'm okay so far. So, but yeah, absolutely no like prerequisite for being technical in any way at all, because if I can do it, then literally anybody can do it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So um, did you let the tech vets community know when you bagged the job? I did. I sent a message to James and thanking them like profusely for the work that they did to open it up to spouses because without that I would not have been able to do any of it. And just yeah, the support has just been amazing. It's a phenomenal story. I mean, do you think the resilience that you've shown in retraining and working and juggling family life as a forces family do you think that has helped you to achieve what you've achieved yeah definitely because um you just as a forces family you you get used to so much that other people don't normally have to go through and you just think i've i've done so much more i've got so much more strength like when they go away you can just you put your mind to it and you can just do what you need to do to get through deployments and things and it's the same you just go right I need to do this I need to this is my end goal no different to when he was away and he's coming home like I need to power through and stubborn I think we're all a bit stubborn so when you think oh people think oh you can't do it because you've got so many children and you're working and your business and everything you're just like well actually I can do it and I'm going to do it just even if it's just to prove you wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Especially as a woman as well, because there's like, it's obviously a very male oriented field and I'm the only girl or woman probably in the team of cybersecurity at my new job. So it'll definitely be, uh, uh, they might not be quite expecting me when I turn up next Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think... You mentioned that Chubb had only advertised the role through tech vets because they wanted someone from the military community. Do you think that more employers are cottoning on to the strengths that forces families and veterans and service leavers bring to the workplace? I hope so, because if they're not, then they're missing out on uh, probably the best bunch of people that they could possibly employ. Why do you think employers should be looking at forces families or looking to employ forces families? We're just really, really strong, stubborn, really just 
we can achieve anything because of the things that we've had to go through or we are super adaptable to change because obviously there is nothing set in stone until it's happened and yeah we're just super I don't know a super bunch of people who really really want to achieve but the circumstances don't always necessarily let us but we definitely definitely want to and yeah they should definitely be tapping into that what do you think was the hardest period that you went through when your husband was serving um oh that's a good question <sighs> probably um it's a bit sad um my parents both had cancer and my andrew was away when my mum became incredibly ill uh, he was in afghanistan and it was time to ring jccc to get him home because there wasn't many days left of uh, being here so they for, for once by miracle um something actually <laughs> went into motion and actually happened and he they got him home um but unfortunately they wanted to send him back not long after she died but then my dad <laughs> was also um, coming to the end of his life. So um, the, f- the chances were that as soon as he got back, they would have to bring him back again. Um, and luckily they let him stay um, for the duration of that all happening. And he didn't have to go back after that. He was able to stay and support me through that. But yeah, that was definitely uh, definitely the worst time. <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine how how difficult that must have been, especially when you've got the added concern of your partner being deployed. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you can ask for a more difficult period of life to get through. And I think for people listening, I think a lot of people will have similar experiences to that. Yeah. And for those partners who are looking for stability, they may not get the stability and the support all the time that they need from living this crazy forces life. But accessing a career which is flexible, which you can take around the world with you, is such a a valuable tool to have in your back pocket. Oh, yeah, definitely. For those people listening that are thinking, I, I just couldn't do this, I couldn't do what Sarah's done, what would you say would be the best place to start the baby step that they would that they could take just to get going and build confidence so definitely sign up to techverts have a look at the um, the courses that are on offer pick something basic like the introduction to cybersecurity it was literally like the babyest of baby steps and just have a go because honestly if i can do all of the courses that I have done like the other week I was coding with Python and like a few weeks a few weeks before that if you just said oh in a few weeks you'll be coding with Python I would have been literally on the floor laughing but there I was coding with Python and it was really enjoyable and really fun and I was I was loving it which is insane but yeah absolutely just a nice little course basic introduction to cybersecurity you will honestly be so surprised at how much you take in it built my confidence so much like the little courses and you get a little certificate at the end and you're like whoa I did that one whoa, I did that one <laughs> and you get to see them all and it's just you can go actually yeah I can I can do this like and you just keep going and then you just get more and more and more and then here we are 
are you on the TechVex Discord community? So if, if people are listening and they want to reach out to you and, and talk to you kind of on a one-to-one -one basis, is, is that option there for people? Yeah, so I I am on the Discord community, but I have still not come to grip um, to come to grips with Discord at all. I can barely I can use it in a uh, a very basic way. But yes, absolutely, reach out. I'm more than happy to signpost people and help people and just show them what I did and see if that helps. Because um, honestly, it's just the best thing ever. Although I haven't started yet, so you know we'll see. <laughs> Well, we'll have to catch up in um, six months' time and see how far along you are and your kind of lived experience of of the role and what it's like, because yeah. I'm sure that people listening will, will want to follow your journey as it progresses. I hope so. <laughs> Thank well, you, yeah. Sarah, so Thank much. Thank you very much. And for any of our listeners who want to follow in Sarah's footsteps, just head over to techvets.co, register to become a member, and you'll gain free access to an unrivaled amount of tech and cyber courses that can help you make the leap into a tech career and get you moving up that promotional ladder, which um, we're keeping everything crossed for you, Sarah, that that is absolutely the direction that your career goes in. Thank you very much, me too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you to our listeners for joining us.